spirituality and wealth. Are you keeping them separate? Join us on today's show as host Deborah Atian Wilson, known as the intuitive spiritual and wealth coach, kicks that old mindset to the curb. Many seem to think life needs to be spiritual or wealthy when you can actually be both. Listen to the only spiritual and wealthy show to help you create the life you want and the life that you deserve. Deborah's spiritual and wealthy show is about thinking and feeling differently about prosperity and wealth and how they are one. By being more playful about the ideas of spirituality and wealth and not taking ourselves so seriously. The Spiritual and Wealthy Show will support you through Deborah Atian Wilson's raw, authentic, and tell it like it is trademark radio style. So on with today's show, here's Deborah. music today. That was kind of nice. I kind of dig that. So welcome, welcome, welcome again back to the Spiritual and Wealthy Show. Deborah here, ready to inspire, make you giggle, uh, make you think, hopefully. Look at me saying the word make. I can't make you do anything, but my hope is that I can inspire you to, to think a little differently about different subjects each time we come on the air together, whether I have a guest or whether it's just me and Spirit hanging out with you and Spirit. Um, love to have calls today, too. I'm always welcome to have beautiful people calling in and getting some support. So today, in, we were definitely taking some calls at 866 404 So today's show is I Am Radiant Health. And if you've listened to any of my shows before, we're definitely all over the I Am and really understanding and coming from a place um, of knowing that we are creators, that we are powerful creators, and we are creating all the time. And are we creating from a place of egoic default, or are we consciously creating what we're wanting? And often most of us are doing quite a mix of both as we are waking up on our wonderful spiritual journey here. So today we're talking about health, we're talking about disease, we're talking about injury, and we're talking about how can we use these gifts of disease and injury to awaken consciously. That right there might be surprising for some of you, especially if you're new to um, a lot of new thought and um, awareness around mindset and belief and, and shifting our focus um, and our thoughts and our emotions and our, our wonderful work that we do every day. Uh, so to look at a disease and injury as gifts, that right there um, can really startle the mind for sure, especially the egoic mind. It's like, what? But it's true. I believe, um, and, and what this whole show is about is my experience, um, what I know to be true for me, what I have experienced to be true for me um, from having a history of um, experience with cancer diagnosis, as well as a diagnosis of an autoimmune disease that I was told was not curable, and hmm, lo and behold, very healthy girl today. So, so how is that possible? How, how does someone go, someone like me, and a lot of other people go from having the quote-unquote incurable to the curable? Um, you know, many in the medical um, community will say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're just in remission, or, or, you know, all these different words. Um, to try and explain often what is kind of really unexplainable in the scientific community. But in truth, they're catching up in many ways and knowing that prayer and 
positive thinking and laughing and um, and healing old wounds, all of these things are coming to the forefront and, and have been for really a long time and will continue to do so as we really apply a holistic approach to our lives. Because again, we cannot separate one part from another. And I've said this many times, we'll continue to do so. And it's no different with our health. You know, why do we get experiences of being unhealthy? Why do we get dis- this um, experience of dis-ease or injury. And before I go further, I definitely want to say I felt called today to really put a little disclaimer, and I've never, ever done this before, but um, I think it's worthy today since we're talking about um, unwellness, we're talking about disease, we're talking about all of these things that we would put in the medical community. And I I want to say right here, I am definitely not a medical doctor. I'm not here to give anyone medical advice and, um, or any kind of treatment that is, this is definitely not a substitute for medical advice or treatment from your doctor. And, um, you should absolutely highly recommend always consulting your own physician in any kind of matters that are relating to your health and particularly with any symptoms that may require some diagnosis that could support your healing because most people don't go from um, a mindset of, uh, you know, I I need the medical community to heal me completely um, and overnight going, I can completely heal myself. Often that is a process and we trust that. The intent for me is really always give some general information, you know, uh, everything's going to be of a very general nature with some specificity, I can't even talk today, um, for you to really be supported in your holistic well-being. That's what I'm all about. And should you use anything I recommend, you know, know that you are an individual, you have a constitutional right um, to do as you please and make choices for yourself. And I assume and know that we are all adults for sure. And so you can do as you please. Today is really... um, you know, just another gift of information to wonder, to inquire, to investigate. That's what we're here for. We're just here to investigate and then apply as you wish. And of course, I can share some of what I've done that supported me. So my belief, and I wrote about this in my book, It's Okay to Be Spiritual and Wealthy. Um, and it's not only my belief, there are many of us out there believe that our body will absolutely speak to us through various symptoms Um, attracted experiences, perhaps like injuries, um, as really an invitation to to reawaken, to remember our wholeness, to come back into an alignment. And and what do I mean by that? Um, How I see that is often in our unwellness, often in our injury, we see ourselves as unwell, we see ourselves as broken. And this is not how source energy sees us at all. So this space between how we are seeing and experiencing ourselves and often others that we radiate through our own body um, and how source is seeing us and experiencing us and knows us can be vastly different. And often the the sicker one is experiencing symptoms, um, the vast difference they are between um, really knowing and feeling into and experiencing their divine inheritance that's always in there. So I believe um, our invitation is to really look beneath the obvious uh, to, you know, we have the scene, right? We have the scene, we have the symptomology, uh, you know, we're told you have the flu, you've got a broken leg, you've got cancer, you've got a sinus infection, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And for me, what's been very interesting 
something and quite a journey is to be able to look at the unseen. What is lying beneath? What is underlying what my physical eyes might be seeing and my physical body might be experiencing? Why am I here? Why am I in this particular state of dis-ease? when I have been in that state. And um, I, I'll never forget one of, I, I don't even know how, I can't even tell you how I came upon this particular book, but one of the books that I ended up really gravitating towards when I was given an incurable um, you know, diagnosis, and let's talk about diagnosis. One of the things I actually say in my book is although a diagnosis may be incurable, symptoms and disease are not Think about that. Just because someone gives us a diagnosis, you know, often it is a best guess under the circumstances of what they've seen before, but there are always the exception. And so why is there an exception? Um, I know I'm an exception because I investigated, because I began to trust my intuition, because I began to try different modalities and different experiences that weren't always comfortable, were very uncomfortable as far as, um, the transformational emotional part. I'm not talking about physical and comfortable stuff that I did, but really emotionally needing to um, to look at some things that I tucked away. And one of the books that I ended up um, utilizing um, is Spontaneous Healing by Dr. Andrew Weil. If you are experiencing unwellness of any kind, um, I recommend his book and I recommend going through it in a way just um, through kind of that spiritual detective. Like, I wonder what's here for me what clues are here in this book and I'll never forget one of the things that really stands out for me today and I know it's it's going to sound really simple but I often suggest this for many of my clients is um, when I came across some portion of the book that really talked about uh, taking a reprieve taking um, some time out from experiencing the world through the news so no media um, the recommendation was that we are you know we're so bombarded in general by negative media and we're taking that in and and often when there's some sort of uh, you know catastrophe there's something negative that's really you know considered big by by our our world uh, eyes and views it's just repeated we're inundated it's not like we just hear the story once you know we become very we can become very obsessive and we even can connect through these different world events But in the end, one of the things they can do for people, especially people that feel very, very sensitive to wanting to support and help the world and uh, and be of service to fellow man, is that they take that on in themselves and they worry and they feel scared and they feel unsafe. And there's a lot of fear that begins to inundate um, our culture. And I think it's just become the norm to live in a state of fear, which is completely unhealthy for our body. I'm not saying it's the healthiest because it's not healthy, but it seems to have become the norm. So one of the things I, I did, and again, sounds very simple, but it's a practical thing that we can do is to begin to investigate, okay, if, um, and this is when we're healthy too, don't, don't wait to become unwell. You don't need to do that, but to evaluate you know, what kind of communication do we allow into our body temple? What are we seeing, right? What are we hearing? What are we experiencing that um, that we might be, you know, at war with on some level where it's actually, it, it feels uncomfortable, it feels unsafe, it feels scary, or we tend to talk about these things. So that's just one of several things that um, 
that I derived from reading Dr. Andrew Weil's book that really supported me, um, you know, as one of the things in my own ongoing awakening. Um, there were different um, herbs or there were different things that I, I just felt like, wow, that's, you know, that's calling to me. And I trusted able to just completely um, back away from prescription or over the counter or whatever, but often we have a belief in these items that they're going to work for us, and that's really key. If we believe 100% that something's going to work for us, the truth is it will. And if we don't believe, it won't. Um, a great example is my daughter. My daughter is more um, of the nature of more of a scientific mind, and of course she's my daughter, so she's going to need to do her own rebelling in regards to you know what I do and what I believe, and that's that's cool. She's thinking she wants to be a surgeon, so very very medical, old school science stuff around her. Um, and I've often recommended certain things, and she's and she is so clear and clean to say I don't believe in that, and so there's no point in me pushing or trying to push my agenda on her because she doesn't believe it's going to work and that's just the truth it's probably not going to work for her if she doesn't believe it's possible so really important around our own healing what do we believe is possibly actually believe we can heal often if we just have a cold oh yeah a cold okay we have a common belief that you know a cold has a certain duration certain symptomology and we will move past it move into the area of a diagnosis of cancer and we're all over the place and in fact the medical community can be very all over in the diagnosis itself and i, I can say that from experience when i was diagnosed with um thyroid cancer um wow that was quite a moment to to wake up. Um, I felt like I woke up a bit more, definitely not completely there, but woke up in many different ways and really assessed different things in my life. Um, and as I you know, decided I wanted some various opinions, um, what I discovered was that there were different thought processes around how to treat um, what I was experiencing. And what I came to realize is it was really on so many levels, I felt like it was really on me, that it wasn't just about going to one doctor and just saying, okay, you know, have your way with me. There was some inner knowing that I really needed to investigate even what treatment I wanted to look at. And um, at the time, I only had one child. I knew I dearly had a calling to bring my daughter into the world. And so my um, choice of different treatments was even based on the ability to be able to conceive in a certain amount of time to bring her to the planet. Um, I made some choices not to go in a certain direction because that would have delayed it and would have introduced to me some radioactive material that I wasn't really thrilled about adding to my body. So even then, I made some decisions that um, were nerve-wracking a bit, but I needed to get clear that I knew the right thing to do for my body. And I think it's really important um, that we really take responsibility. And that's a key word here. You know, it's your body. It's your life. You get to investigate or you get to just turn it over. It's so funny. This is often what spirit says to me. Willy-nilly, you can just turn it over to someone else. Let them decide for you. Let them to decide any kind of treatment and go in that direction. But if you have any doubt, um, that's definitely going to be an issue for you and a delay in any kind of healing for sure. Um, one thing I wrote about in my book, and I think it's an appropriate time to bring it up as far as belief, 
I had a client um, who was going through some uh, breast cancer um, treatment, and she had um, voted on doing some chemo. And she was vacillating, making some new decisions about whether she was going to do some radiation um, on that particular breast that was having its experience um, with her and through her. And, um, and one of the things we looked at together was this idea of belief that if she had any doubt, any kind of reservation, um, if she didn't do that treatment, in other words, she was fearful, right? She had some fear that if she didn't do this radiation as the doctors were really recommending, and what she really came about discovering for herself and even through her own intuitive capacities um, was that she needed to do that treatment. So clearly today, I'm not advocating, don't do any treatment, it's all about positive thinking. No, but there are wonderful things we can investigate. And for her, there were things she could investigate as to why she might be experiencing breast cancer. What did that mean for her? What was her body wanting to to say to her so that she could realign? What could she do different? Um, and we're going to talk about some of those things. So, so for her, it was really important to go on with a certain amount of treatment, but she did it from a conscious state, not just turning completely over um, someone else's choice for her. And I think this is a big piece for us. Um, one of my awarenesses was when I was feeling very unwell was this idea of, wait a minute, at some point my body was not unwell. Okay, hopefully I'm live now. Uh, clearly we had a little shenanigans, which is so fascinating. So let me just get some confirmation that, um, that we are here and we're groovy and we're on the air and we're live. So, you know, it's like, have you ever been on the phone with someone and you're, you're on a tangent? You know, it's your time to share and you're sharing and then you realize, huh, <laughs> they're gone and where did we leave off okay so who knows this is where you roll with the punches you just kind of go with it and um let's just we're just going to move on from wherever i was and we're just going to pretend we're starting into a new subject well we are so um so anyways today's show clearly about inviting us to to look at this um, ability to to stand in to come into a place of radiant health and and radiant health for me just feels like this energy of 
so radiance. So think about this. So, you know, to me, we are these amazing light beings so that we are so full of light that we have so come into more of a conscious awareness of who we are and that we're glorious beings and we're powerful beings and we're responsible beings for um, what's happening in our lives, that our, our vitality is, is so strong that any slight shift, any, any kind of change in that um, we're so conscious that we're aware of it that we can not go into a place of worry and freak out. Oh my God, what have I done wrong? I'm, you know, I'm feeling unwell. No, that clearly won't serve us. But to go, okay, look at my body's, my body's speaking to me. I'm experiencing symptoms of, of uh, you know, the flu or cold or whatever it is. And to reframe even saying, I am sick or I have the flu or, you know, I have cancer. Um, I, I actually have quite a few people who um, don't even want to share that with other people because they really don't want the focus of others to come in the energy of feeling sorry for or even restating the diagnosis. They don't want to own the diagnosis. Um, and um, if you've ever heard um, one of my good friends, Gary Barnes, he, he's been on my show. He was a, he's just such a great example. He has a book called How, How a Beaver Saved My Life, which is a, a retitle on his book. And, um, and, and what's great about that is he had this diagnosis of MS and he never accepted it. He never accepted it. He never said he had MS. He had a diagnosis of, and he did his own amazing mental work, kind of Pac-Man-like with these beavers of, of not necessarily eating away at what was wrong, but really repairing that these wonderful images and, and mental, um, wonderful, it's like a guided meditation he did for himself over and over and over and just created these wonderful communities of beavers within his mind that actually supported his wellness and healing. Huh. Imagine that. Amazing. So it really is about um, looking at our mindset. You know, what do we believe is possible for us? Uh, you know, if you even look at the uh, you know, different scientific evidence around placebo effect. Placebo is generally considered a sugar type pill and they do different studies. Some people get placebo, some people don't. And it's fascinating how many people actually um, get relieved of symptoms, feel better, or whatever, whatever they're working on. Um, they have some sort of effect because they believe, right, that this is the, the you know, it's the magic pill that's going to support them in their healing. And in fact, it does, but it's really, of course, clearly, because it's placebo, not the pill. It is the mindset that's believing that the power is within that. So we're giving it the power. So who really has the power? Hmm, we do. How great is that? I love it. So um, how, how, to me, it's um, I'm excited about this clearly because you know I've gone through uh, these interesting diagnoses, these um, having these uh, doctors who have said, yeah, there's nothing we can do for you. You know, go relax, eat a good diet, go exercise. Literally that, uh, or uh, I remember this one doctor gave me, um, it was some sort of, well, he, he prescribed, I didn't end up taking it, but it was some sort of prescription that was um, for malaria that ended up helping in whatever kind of symptomology I had, I was experiencing at the time. And, um, but the symptoms were things that could damage or mess up my eyesight. And I'm thinking, are you kidding? Like, what do I, I want one more symptom? No. So I decided that that was that. And I actually remember getting quite angry. So this is where anger can be quite a beautiful blessing. I got so angry that someone was telling me, so notice I'm all about freedom, I'm all about creating a life of freedom, and someone was deciding, was making a decision based on his 
you know, his um, life skills, his medical background and his focus, his belief about what was possible for me. And I, it pissed me off. It really did. I was so mad. And he was not very warm and fuzzy. And he was very different when I went to see him versus when my husband at the time and I went to see him. And I thought, who is this guy? But what was beautiful, this is where we can utilize these, um, these opportunities that push our button these opportunities that feel uncomfortable they're such gifts because they can give us this impulse to do something different and I never went back to him um, I, but on some deep level I wanted to prove him wrong I, I had some inner flame that started from a place of anger that said you know hogwash on this stuff this is not going to happen to me this is this is not going to and I ended up having a beautiful experience with the angelic realm that basically said yeah true you know, there is a better life waiting for you. And, and I, I absolutely use my intuition, which is super important as far as I'm concerned, our connection to the divine, asking the divine, asking our body, you know, what is up for us for sure. Often um, people who support others in a holistic approach know that we need to look at the emotional components. We need to look at the things that um, that have started um, or are a, a cause and effect result for us within our body. And in general, there's kind of a pattern of being able to let go, right? So clearing a lot of mental and emotional issues and, um, and also... Um, clearing, uh, you know, well, it's really under the mental emotional issues, but forgiveness seems to be a really, a really big one and being able to embrace, like I was saying earlier, the possibility. Um, I like to look, even if there's this underdog, you know, if there's one person who has done something that the rest of the community has not, if one person can do it, then isn't it possible that someone else can? So if one person can, like uh, Dr. Henry Weil's book, uh, his title, if someone can spontaneously heal, and I think that comes with a decision to heal, and then we catch up, our body catch, catches up by reducing the symptoms and becoming uh, more into a state of wholeness. But if we can have an example of spontaneous healing by even one person, then we can even brace into this idea of, gosh, then maybe, maybe I could do that too. I mean, that's the gift of someone shining their light and, and showing others, hey, I did it, and so can you. And, and it all goes back to this believing it's possible. And really, it's, um, it's such a great time, de- depending on how we view the diagnosis. Is it really you know, something grave and dangerous, or is it something really simple? Um, but I want us to really start investigating these simple things. And I remember I have a good friend of mine. He said to me, Deborah, can't a cold just be a cold? Kind of like, can a cigar just be a cigar? And I'm like, not in my book. Not for me. No. Um, but that's me. It could be for him, but for me, it's an opportunity for self-investigation for sure. So what are our bodies telling us? What are our bodies telling us? One of the things I share in my book is that our bodies are always sharing with us. It's this wonderful divine instrument, this outward expression and manifestation of spiritual energy in, in wonderful thicker form, right? And, um, and it is constantly giving us feedback. We're just so um, interesting, that's a good word. Uh, we begin to not listen to it, or we begin to just fall into a place of, you know, it's just got to be only this. 
like it's only bacteria or it's only a virus or it's only, you know, a cancer cell that's gone crazy. And I really believe there's more. And that's what I'm here today to continue to invite you to look at. And again, it's not to say that we should uh, dis uh, any medical treatment because I think it's very, very valid. I think both are. And that's the holistic approach. We'll be back after a very brief interview. Atian Wilson returns with more of the Spiritual and Wealthy Show after this short break. Hi, I'm Gary Mans. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio show your way every Friday and Saturday. Whether it's ghosts or UFOs, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, you can get variety. Everything from pop culture to the paranormal. Visit our website, mansandmitchell.com, for a list of upcoming guests, show times, or to listen live from anywhere. Mastery and Mystery. That's Manson Mitchell on Alternative Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Spiritual and Wealthy Show with spiritual and wealth coach, Deborah Atien Wilson. She enjoys kicking the old mindset to the curb that life needs to be spiritual or wealthy. When you can actually have both. And so, with more of her raw, authentic, and talent like it is trademark radio style, here's your host, Deborah Atien Wilson. Hey, and we are back. I told you we'd have a short little interlude there. I love my friends, Mance and Mitchell. In fact, mark your calendars. I'm actually going to do a two-hour show um, with Mance and Mitchell. They're, they've become family and good friends, truly, um, because I started doing radio and because I was on Facebook. Gary actually uh, found me there, and we had this great connection. And so I'm so blessed. Um, I've actually even done a three-hour show with them one time. It was just wild and crazy. So, um, so much fun. It's amazing how, how long we can yammer when we're passionate about what we what we love to do and my goodness I've turned into quite a yammerer yammerer Okay, so we're talking about realigning. We're talking about this opportunity with our body talking to us, sharing information, and often what happens is we just look at the symptoms. Um, And one of the things I teach and just was guided to teach is to begin to personify these symptoms, to actually um, to to allow them, if you will, to come to life. And it's crazy wild how the body will actually speak to us if we're willing to just take some time investigate, ask some questions. And it's actually a a process I have in my book, in my chapter around um, listening to your body's wisdom, because I absolutely believe our body is completely divinely intelligent. It's just our, our inner uh, off guidance system, our egoic nature, our, you know, storing stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the things people uh, are able to um, acquire as far as information that can help them and support their wellness when they start to investigate. So really it's about really opening this interwoven, delicious connection that we already have with divine spirit. Often, you know, we call that universe, God, source, whatever you call it. Again, I never am attached to one word. I say a bunch of different words and to me it all means this delicious gorgeous love energy so it's about becoming more conscious and so what are we becoming more conscious of when we're when we're feeling unwell and when we're investigating well the cool thing is often as we investigate like i was saying and we decide to get well let me repeat we make a decision to get well 
And um, I'm being reminded, thank God from spirit, um, of where I was heading in a direction when we dropped uh, dropped the particular airwave here for me. Um, the decision to get well. Let's let's just take a quick little tangent, kind of back. We're going to go back in time because this is actually where I was headed. So I'm so glad this this popped back in. So um, I was telling you about my client who had um, treatment for her her uh, breast cancer diagnosis, and one of the things she ended up deciding was doing radiation so so fast forward in her work with me we're we're finally at an appointment time where she's finished all her quote-unquote medical treatment we're sitting together and I get this intuitive hit that says she's not 100% here and I'm thinking what she's not 100% here and I get it because I too had from an unconscious level really made some decisions, some quiet decisions within my mind that this life was too hard, that I didn't want to necessarily be here. I wanted to be here, but I didn't want to be here. And those kind of thoughts, they add up in our body temple. They do when we're saying it's too hard, you know, all of that adds up in our body. So working with this client and um, like you've heard me do before on air is we, we took a measurement. We took a, it's kind of like an internal temperature using our spiritual eyes and our spiritual uh, connection to really, you know, seek that information. So as we investigated and I don't tell my clients everything, I don't think that's uh, the best way to teach. It's better to have the experience and get the answers from within because the truth is that's where it all resides. That's what's really important. So as we investigate, as she goes in, she realizes she's 75% willing to be here. Her energy has said, I'm in on this whole earth plane, 75%. So her invitation was to investigate what would it take to move that temperature gauge, if you will, 25 more percent, to be 100% committed to being here in her wholeness and her gifts and her beauty and her wisdom, whatever that is for her, being here for her family, her career, to be here connected to all of us. Um, So that's an interesting thing. And I have found often people who have those quote-unquote bigger diagnoses, the cancers, the things that are quite quite debilitating, um, there have been some subconscious decisions. Of course, I cannot speak for everyone, but I would bet that in general, most people have made some sort of decision not to be here. And I'm not saying they do it consciously, but some level of them is saying no to life. And when we say no to life, our life force begins to recede. And I experienced that in my body by not even being able to sustain a really good temperature. I was cold all the time. It wasn't just the normal, oh, women, hand, feet, you know, that kind of thing. That's No, it was really just feeling very, very cold. Um, and that was only one of the many symptoms that was really kind of getting my attention for sure. So it's important to me to really say to any of you who are experiencing unwellness to really kind of check check in on your own your own intuitive guidance and you know are you truly here a hundred percent have you made at some point even maybe as a child um, some decision that said no life's too hard you know I want out of here for me I felt like I had this knowing that there was a home you know and if I could just get there and it certainly wasn't where I was living but if I could get just get there you know, I would feel better. I would feel whole again. And that's, in truth, 
um, uh, you know, great. It's true. We do all return home, in my opinion. But I needed to make a decision to be here on the planet. And that was, that was definitely part of my journey, too. So I invite you um, to also check in on yourself. You know, how, how committed are you here? Have, do you need to stand and affirm a new sacred yes that you're willing to be here and investigate and play and, and bring your gifts and enjoy? And truly, the word joy and bring a lot of joy to yourself and others. So big thing. So often as we investigate and we decide to get well, um, Really, really, which is a realignment to become whole again, right? To remember our wholeness. That's what we're doing. We can find a lot of areas to look at. And I'm going to give you a few examples today um, where we can look at these areas that our body shares with us. And it will. I have a process. I put it in my book. I do it all the time with my clients um, where we can find out why our body's getting our attention. And it is crazy wild because once we give those symptoms, the experience, um, some time, you know, to express itself and we make some new decisions around the information that's come up, I have seen it time and time again, people begin to get well. And I know I did. So that's why I share about it, right? Again, Everyone is different. Everyone has different beliefs. I can only share what's worked for me and what I've seen work for others. So what are some of the common things um, that my clients have discovered and myself? So um, let's fill into that. That's um, okay. So one of the, one of the biggest things I'm, I'm seeing the word career, often people are doing work. They're doing some sort of career that they don't like, they don't love. And in fact, they'll use the word hate. I hate my job hate my job, hate my job, hate my job. Okay. So let's say you were doing this inner investigation or right now, maybe there's some of you who already know, they're like, Deborah, I don't even need to do inner, but I know I don't like my job. Okay. So perhaps it's not serving you. You're always at choice to choose something differently. You're, you're at choice to put out your resume. You're at choice to go back to school. And, and I know some of you will go, no, I, you know, I don't have the money. I can't do it. I'm da, 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 whatever. Those are excuses. They are. They're, they're real human experiences. I get that. But I'm promising you, once you make a new decision, once you make a choice to do something different, and especially around a career choice, man, here comes the possibilities. Here comes things opening up. But you have to say yes to them. It's not like they just are going to change. And then you can say yes. You've got to say yes to them. So work um, is a big one for people. Just not really doing what they like. Just kind of going in and out. You know, kind of I'm, I'm existing. I'm doing my thing. So I get my paycheck. Not so great for the vitality of your life and of your body. Okay? So something for you guys to investigate. So whoever needed to hear that, check the box. Um, working too much. Some people really enjoy their job, or even people who don't like their job, they overwork themselves. It's the old adage, if I just work harder, if I just do more, and it's really tied to the feelings of not enoughness, um, you know, trying to get ahead of the pack. We've got, you know, a lot of that kind of thinking is here in the U.S. for sure that we have to work really, really, really hard. And I get that. We need to put time into things. Absolutely. We need to put effort into things. But does staying away from your family 
right? And not enjoying maybe your weekends or not taking vacations because you're focused so much on working, working, working. Um, as my dad said, there's, there's this film out there one day I'll share. Um, my dad's like, you know, just working for the man and the almighty dollar, you know, my dad got a bit bitter in regard to that. Now he could have made some different decisions, right? Um, but that, but that edge, right. Uh, is is definitely there. Um, a big thing is when people say yes, when they really mean no. So that's not very authentic. That's not our truth. So not speaking our truth, not telling the truth, boy, nothing's going to throw us into misalignment quicker than that. For sure. You can feel it in your body. It does not feel good. If it's not feeling good in your body, most likely it's going to continue to have some wear and tear on your body for sure. Um, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm going to throw this out. I I think in general, and this is men and women, but women, especially since that's, you know, the crowd I tend to run with, uh, more so, um, especially women with children and and it can be without children too. this idea of volunteering. You know, I I remember just being really pushed by, in fact, other women to do more volunteering at my children's school. And I had done a lot when they were little. Um, but it's interesting how there's this, uh, this idea that, you know, I should do more volunteering for sure, but maybe not necessarily, uh, the, the, the children of, I mean, the father of my children, it it was, it was very strange. And and once I started to begin to speak my truth, which is super, super important, um, things began to change dramatically. I was no longer living a lie and feeling that lie within me. Um, also saying no, when we really mean yes. And that's surprising maybe for some of you, but people will say no. And inside they're like, Oh, I really wanted to do that. Or I really wanted to say that. Or someone asked them how they feel about them and they don't share the truth. They don't share their vulnerability. Right? So saying no, when you really mean yes, same thing as saying yes, when you mean no, not speaking our truth is detrimental to our beautiful bodies, healthful experience. All right. Uh, anytime we're participating in activities that we believe are not good for us. And what's crazy is there might be things that you think are good for you, and they are. They're, they're fine for you. And others, you know, think, oh, that's terrible. You shouldn't do that, da da da, da. Um, I have a couple just, I'm going to be kind of funny here, um, but they're, they're, they're just... There are things to look at, and I think if we can use kind of some silly examples, we can go, huh, you know, maybe I have some some interesting thinking, some rigid thinking around things that is not necessarily healthy for me. So um, I had some good friends of mine. They were living me w- living with me for a while while they were rebuilding um, their house that burned down in a boulder fire here a couple years ago. And they had a friend who came to visit. So we're in the kitchen. We're making coffee. And I get out my, and some of you are probably going to cringe, so just notice, I get out my non-dairy creamer coffee mate. Now I love, uh, I love fat. I, I really do. I love that. I love half and half. I love heavy cream. I love all that. But in my coffee, since I was in college and someone introduced cinnamon in my coffee. So now you guys will really know how I like it. Little dash of cinnamon and non-dairy creamer to me, ah, heaven. I love it. I do not believe it is bad for me, but I notice that people want to tell me how bad it is for me. Now, there could be some scientific proof out there. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it because for me, I feel groovy. I feel great. It doesn't bother me. My belief is that it's completely healthy for me. Now, some of you are going to freak out. You're going to go, Deborah, oh my God, I'm going to write to you right now. Don't bother. It's okay. Um, It just works for me. And this guy that was here freaked out. 
I'm to- I mean, he's, um, you know, rides a lot of bikes and he's very health oriented and da, da, da. And he was like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. You know, he was basically giving me a hard time about it. And I literally said to him, I don't believe it's bad for me. And I really don't want to hear anymore. I don't. It's really interesting. What do you think is bad? And, and we see this even in the media. So let's go back to the media too. It's like on one hand, soy is the best for you. Oh, soy is not good for you, right? Butter's really good for you. Butter's not really good for you. Coconut oil is really good for you. No, but it's not. I mean, you know, if there is a product out there, you're going to be able to find people that say it's good for you and people that say it's bad. And if you go with what the media is saying is, you know, the next best thing and then not the next best thing, you know, you're just going to be on a yo-yo roller coaster. You must decide for yourself what really works for you, what works for your body and paying attention to how your body reacts to different foods, different stimulation is going to be key. Your body will tell you, yep, that works for me. It doesn't work for me. No different for me than, um, than eating meat. There have been times it's like, nope, my body's gone. No, thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Um, and I've boxed myself in. Okay. I'm a vegetarian now. And then my body's been, okay, let's have a little chicken. Okay. We're off to chicken. So I've learned not to box myself in and label, um, it's been very, it's been much more healthy for me to do that and just to investigate what my body is wanting and what my body is, is if, if you will, repulsed by. Um, another thing is like saccharin. That's, a, that's a great one to look at. You know, all it causes cancer, da, 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 da. That's kind of the general thing that the media says. And I love it. My, um, my beloved, um, uh, will often joke around. He'll talk about his grandfather who's very close to, and he actually lived, um, with the family and he'll say, yeah, my, um, my grandfather died from um, from using from using saccharin, and people are like, oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he's like, yeah, he was like 92 or whatever age he was. He was old. <laughs> Clearly, that might not have been the cause. But his joke is because again, he doesn't believe that either. He doesn't believe that that is harmful for him. Um, and watched his grandfather. So he has an example of someone who used a product that in general, most of us would say, oh, that's not good for you, right? But his grandfather lived a beautiful, long, healthy life, really, and truly wits about him, all of that. So, so just something to think about. What is our relationship with these different things? So any activities we believe are not good for us. So relationships would be included in that. If you're in a relationship that you're not feeling is really supporting you, that you're not thriving in, that you are, um, ah, it's so interesting. This is really fascinating. Spirit is saying that you're stunting your growth. So think about this, your expanded soul growth, you're stunting your growth by staying in a place, you know, saying yes, when you really mean no, you might want to look at that. And there have been many, many people who have made decisions around what's been happening in their bodies to finally free themselves from situations and experiences that they've known for a long time don't really work for them. Okay. Um, consuming drugs or alcohol. If you know that isn't good for you, don't do it. Simple. No judgment on that. There's no judgment here on a lot of these things. But just don't do it. You know, if you know that you can handle a couple drinks a week, but binging on Friday isn't going to do the best for you, don't do it. You know, investigate why you're in that in that capacity. If your body say no to certain things, um, it's time to let go. Food choices. We were just kind of talking about uh, with my with my non dairy creamer. Um, food choices. 
You know, we often we often even hear in the diet mode, oh, someone cheated. They had something bad, right? We we say sugar is bad, desserts are bad, and and I cheated. So I cheated. I mean, just even saying that, how good is that for our soul to say I've cheated? Who have you cheated? How about just embrace and enjoy the cookie or the piece of fudge or whatever as um, not even necessarily a treat, but because that's what you want, right? So food can be um, a big trigger for people. And a lot of people feel things are good for them and bad for them. And, and even in healthy, quote unquote, rigid diets, um, our thoughts around the food cannot be so healthy for us, right? So whatever it is, there are going to, there's going to be something, and this is just the beginning of a list. There are so many things that you can discover. Um, and a big one. In fact, I just had a new client call and I, uh, I think I talked about this a little bit uh, last week. I just had a client call in and, um, we chatted and I, I don't ask for information. I literally will know their first name and their last name because they do prepay. And, um, and then, and we start and we tune in, we do some grounding, some clearing techniques. That's how I generally start my conversations with people with spirit and then we open up with a certain discussion now i won't share the particular subject um as far as what she needed to let go of um but it was the energy of unforgiveness came up very very quickly and we quickly worked on it and the information i had for her was accurate and she got it it was confirming and she was willing to do some wonderful inner work to free herself from this now as we went into the conversation she said, it's so interesting because why I really called you is because I'm having some health issues. And they were all related to this idea of, of the energy she was holding in regards to unforgiveness. So we did the process. We talked to it more, got even some more information. But the beauty of it is that spirit already knew what she needed to do. She thought, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk just only about my health. And we gave her some different thoughts and ideas to, to work with. But the underlying current from the obvious symptoms and thank God she's just an amazing wonderful thinker and a beautiful spiritual being in her own right she's like I get it I'm willing let's go she wanted to free herself from that energy so so needing to forgive others is huge on our health journey often we have lots of resentment that's still coming up from childhood from teenage years 20s 30s whatever depending on your age of course um, we we definitely are very hard on ourselves in our human experience and this is something to begin to relearn, to be more gentle with ourselves. The harder you are on yourself and you know, you know, you know how hard you can be on yourself. Um, it's very, very important to begin to heal that and be much more gentle with yourself and be forgiving of yourself and to, to not necessarily look at things with regret that they were mistakes, but to look at them as learning opportunities, as, as, as um, experiences that gave you a lot of contrasting energy and information that's helped you to get where you are today. And there's more to come. So um, I often see people having a lot of resistant energy based on regret, based on that kind of energy of, oh, I knew I should have done that, or I knew I shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyways, and I feel bad. And so there's this energy often, it's not so much that people need to forgive others, but they need to free themselves and forgive themselves for whatever they think they've done. So I want to invite you, what is it, if anything, some of you are like free and clear, no problem. That's good. I love it. 
But for many of us, where could you let yourself off the hook, right? Where could you open up? Where could you shift that? So unforgiveness energy is a big one around health. And if you don't think it is, um, you're going to be really surprised. (laughs) I highly recommend you don't need to wait for a catastrophe within your body or injury experience to, to begin to just truly free yourself from energy of unforgiveness for self, for others, often groups. Um, sometimes people are just mad at men, men as a group or women, you know, women, this women, that corporations, governments, I've had people come in, um, wanting to look even at their financial situation. They are just mad as heck at God. Okay, let's start there. That would be a good one to look at for sure. And we do, and we jump in that. Um, if you tend to be a worrier, if you, you know, the worry ward, the anxious Nilly, someone who's constantly obsessing, worrying over their children, their family, the world. I have people who come in and, oh my gosh, energetically, I see the earth on their back. So that's my symbol that Spirit's giving me, that they're, they're trying to carry the weight of the world, and that just doesn't work. That's not our job. We're not to carry the weight of the world. We're to be here in joy and freedom and cultivating the lives that we already deserve, that we dream of, that we want to enjoy and experience, and that is what serves the world in a really, really big way. So... Love it, love it, love it. Gosh, there's so much to say. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a, there's a few people here. So um, let's see, uh, where shall we head now? You know what? The one thing that I think is really um, good to look at too is if you tend to be a really serious person, you're, ah, everything's so serious. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine. That little quip is, is an important quip because there's a lot of truth to it, right? Um, a lot of my serious clients, I'll tell them to go watch, you know, comedy movies I'll go tell them to watch stand-up comedy cleaner however they want whatever whatever would make their them laugh but the idea about laughter is the best medicine is because it's about the attitude it's about your mindset and your attitude and your mindset is determining so much of what you're experiencing so much and you are so invited to discover the different places within that you are experiencing as misaligned so the invitation today is just to step back into a place of knowing that source that universal energy right divine mind god all those words that we all use in different forms and i know you have your own you know sees us knows us experiences itself as us in the wholeness right in complete wellness in complete beauty in complete alignment in energy that doesn't need to forgive all these wonderful attributes of who we really are these co-creators and so for you it's time if you're listening to the show there's a reason maybe you or maybe someone you know has some sort of health issue that's up for them or maybe even an injury that's up for them well it's a time to investigate you know rather than being oh my god this is horrible okay so let's step back this is what the doctors are saying or this is what other people are saying what do i want to say Do I want to strive to now experience my life as the best I can? Do I want to try different remedies, different experiences, different inside the box and outside the box, you know, modalities that can support me? All those are very opening for the soul's journey. So why not? Why not? 
And of course, trusting what you know to be true for you is always the most important thing for sure. In regards to injury, we're going to touch on injury just a couple minutes before we... um, we end the show. Um, you know, we know some of those people who we, we tend to say, ah, oh, they're really accident prone or they're always getting in accidents. And I say, why is that? Why are there certain people that constantly get in uh, accidents, car accidents or whatever, constantly breaking stuff? You know, what's that about? What are they really needing? And again, you can investigate that particular injury. I find um, a lot of people will say, I need a break. Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I need a break. Ooh, great one to just share at the last here is to be mindful of what are we saying are we saying things that are really um our you know our word being our wand very florence scovelshin if your word is your wand and you're saying i need a break my goodness you're going to give yourself one if you're not consciously giving yourself time to rest if you're not consciously giving yourself time to relax if you're not consciously giving yourself a vacation time to rejuvenate wouldn't it be better to say you know what life's feeling a bit full right now i think i'm going to take some time for myself this weekend I think I'm going to take some time to relax, to go play, to go on a hike, and really rejuvenate my body and soul, and then come back to whatever seems to be overwhelming, get a new, fresh insight. When we're saying we need a break, um, be wary, because you will often manifest a break for you, and it's not going to look like how you wanted it. So again, going back to being really, really specific, what do you really want? This is your authenticity coming through. When you really decide what you really want, Clearly, you don't want a broken leg. You'd rather have rest, relaxation, a vacation, right? Something else. Get clear about what you want and gift this to yourself. Your body will always strive to help you realign, realign to your whole self, help you to remember that there's more to life than perhaps what you're experiencing, right? I know we did a lot of uh, some generalizations here and all of that, but ultimately today is about inviting you to step into your radiant health. You deserve already, you don't have to do anything to step into radiant health. Um, it's already, it's yours. It's yours by divine birthright. If you've gotten askew, if you've gotten off course like I have in the past, um, then it's just time to reevaluate. What's missing in your life? What do you feel is missing? What do you want to open up to? What do you want to change? Right? So take a breath with me. As we move into this last minute, trusting beautiful light, breathing in emerald green, beautiful energy of healing light, heart chakra light, new beginnings, spring, bringing in the new. Breathing in this wonderful color therapy to rejuvenate your body today as you go forth. We're literally going to end the show as we're breathing in our green. So breathe in the green through the nostrils. And see a flickering light in your solar plexus opening up to expanding brilliant light. And keep doing that as we close the show. Breathing in the green and letting go. Trusting your brilliance, trusting your intuition. Much love. Thank you for joining us today on the Spiritual and Wealthy Show. For more information, you can reach Deborah on angelsandprosperity.com. This and other programs in the series can be downloaded free of charge from iTunes. The Spiritual and Wealthy Show returns next Wednesday at 11.30.